in 2009, I was thinking about going to school for a new media course, and I think I've told that story before. My grades were fine. There just weren't enough seats for me to be able to join the class, which primarily focused on podcasting and video and composing music for video games. You know, it was right around that point that I decided, you know, I didn't get into this course, and I kind of ended up applying through a strange set of circumstances anyway. Originally, I was just going to audit a composition course because I was like, well, I want to continue to invest in my growth. I'm just not sure if I'm ready to enroll. And then I was told by the professor, you know, why audit? Like, you could totally enroll in this. And that's where the thought or the seed was originally planted. And so when school didn't really work out, I think I, I kind of made that transition very quickly to, well, I think I can do it myself, right? So it was then there that I decided, let me learn the art of podcasting and making videos and composing for video games by myself. And that's what I ended up doing. And I started a YouTube channel for video game and movie reviews. I ended up kickstarting the David Andrew podcast. Sort of as an extension of those projects, I ended up composing music and maybe not a ton of music, but certainly like 10, 20 tracks that ended up in some of my videos as well. You know, that YouTube channel kind of did all right over time. I think it was just good timing. Like I could record a little bit of gameplay footage and get a few thousand views. Like those were the days. That was kind of a fun time for YouTube. We've switched things up quite a bit, so I'm not too sure if there's any old guard listeners out there that remember all those projects. But if there are, just know that like I super appreciate you because if you've followed me to this point, you've had to hop at least two other podcasts just to get here. So thank you, thank you, thank you if you have been following me all the way back from that time. And I remember thinking to myself at that time, like, I don't even know how to record myself. I just know that I have a headset, which, oddly enough, like, those have somewhat increased in popularity in recent years. I was kind of surprised to find that because my experience with my headset was fine, I suppose, but it wasn't anything special. Like, as I'm speaking, the the headband would make a lot of crackling noises, and I was like, this is kind of weird. But I figured out how to do it at least at a very basic level. I don't even remember what I was using to record at the time. It was a USB <laughs> headset and plugged it in and found some kind of recording app on, on the PC. Well, it's uh, sort of hard to believe that that far back at this point that I can't even remember what I was using. But yeah, plugged it in and recorded myself and, and away I went, right? And the podcast got going. And so my first video edit that I ever did too was review of a wrestling game from Super Famicom or Super Nintendo, if you will. And it went much the same way. It's like I just kind of had to figure it out as I went, and I used Windows Movie Maker at the time to edit my video. And then I got a little bit of help from my buddy, Adam, who knew our home studio better than I did. I think at that point he he got married and moved out already when I was getting started on these projects. But he came back and he showed me the ropes with some of the gear and how to use the mics and stuff like that. So that was kind of my next obsession was, was like, oh, great, you know, I get to record now sort of on a more professional capacity using, you know, not not like top-grade microphones, but studio quality or beginner studio quality microphones. And that was kind of exciting, and, and we had some ups and downs with that too. But good news is I kind of knew a little thing about 
audio sweetening and what sort of software I could use to automatically, you know, create great masters of my podcast. I'm honestly surprised that people still don't know this. Like, they think they have to sit there and, and sweeten the audio themselves. And I mean, look, you're going to get way better quality that way, but the software that it does it automatically, like, it's just so good and it's so fast too. Like, and then there's just so many people that don't know about it. So their audio totally sucks even if they have, like, good quality video or whatever else, and I just don't get it. Like, there used to be CN Levelator, and it's a really great piece of kit, and you can still technically download it. No, it's not supported anymore, but it still seems to work just fine, at least for me. And, and nowadays, you got a Phonic, and I think you get up to two hours of free audio per month to sweeten up and enhance automatically. So why are podcasters not using that? regardless of source, of how they capture their voice, microphone or otherwise, I just don't know. Anyway, the point being, you know, the evolution kind of continued from there. And when I moved out of my house and into the basement, I continued in a very similar capacity, like I held on to a few mics that I liked and continued using those for for podcasting. And, And things finally changed for me when I moved to another basement a little bit later on. I think it was like a year and a half or two years later and finally bought the, the Rogue Procaster. And I just felt, I felt cool, right? I'm like, you know, I didn't podcast for a year, so I was, on, on the one hand, I was like, why did I buy it? But as, as I was studying some new methods of podcasting that I hadn't tried that I thought could work for me, got excited again. And so I think within a year of taking a break, I was like, yep, I'm going to get back into podcasting in 2016, and I did in a pretty major way. So that purchase of, of a microphone kind of made me feel like a, a pro in a way that, that I had before. So it's funny to me, though, like how we all obsessed over that. Like, I guess I was somewhat similar in, in, in that I didn't wait to get started. I didn't wait to have a great setup or a great microphone or figure out how to connect an XLR cable to an audio interface to a computer, which, let's face it, it was software-based in-the-box recording was still kind of new at the time that I was getting started. Nowadays, it's kind of plug and play, but let's face it, it wasn't always that way. And so, yeah, I, I geeked out and nerded out over the gear, and I liked it, Road Procaster. It sounded really good. It's not without its flaws, but I guess with the right gear, you can kind of compensate for it and, and have it sound pretty great, especially with some of the obviously tools I talked about. And, man, I spent a lot of time, like, I was really convinced this content thing, you know, somehow this content thing's going to pay off. And I wasn't wrong, certainly not. Like, it did help us attract a lot of uh, guest posters and advertisers and and sometimes sponsors and things like that. So on, on a level, I wasn't really wrong. Like, it helped drove affiliate sales and product sales and book sales and stuff like that as well. But... Long term, it it sort of didn't work out in that. Well, two things, really. There was a botnet attack on the website that, at the time, I would have had no way of knowing. It's in retrospect that I learned about some of the security issues that what a botnet attack could do, potentially due to your website and even its ranking. Second of all was, I think, just some of the low-quality content we were publishing via guest posters and I had editors to manage it and look after it, but, you know, some of them just didn't do that great of a job, and I guess there was probably a little more of a money motive than than a motive of synergy in terms of strategy and 
what we were hoping to accomplish. I guess my point in all this is that like sort of that obsession with gear as well as like heavily scripted episodes is now all over. Like I'm more in the routine and in the habit of recording my thoughts as they come to me sometimes several times a day, usually at least one time a day, although it may not happen every single day. And I usually just get my iPhone out. And it's weird to say, but I think it's really at this point that I've realized how powerful the iPhone is. You can record your audio, you can make your video, you can snap a quick photo for a YouTube thumbnail, and away you go, right? But there's your content, and you're done. <laughs> of course you're going to spend some time in editing and audio sweetening and whatever else to make the content look good, sound good, engaging, interacting, and all that kind of stuff. But basically, for as a capturing device, you know, it's almost unparalleled in its convenience now. For me, it has become much more about regularity and showing up and sharing my thoughts, even if unscripted. And, and not really just my thoughts anymore. Like, I'm really keen on practicing and sharing my stories and and putting them out there and seeing what connects with people more so than ever before. So you might have heard the advice before, but I have to say it, it rings true for me now. Don't worry about production value. Don't worry about microphones if you're just getting started. Just start recording. We're not just talking about podcasts, right? We're talking about music too. Uh, when I first started composing at simultaneous pursuits of podcasting, composing, and editing videos, I was using free loops, but I honestly had no idea how to use it. It's called FL Studio nowadays, but I just had to like improvise and figure out as I go and use some of the stock sounds. And it wasn't great, but it certainly wasn't awful. It was it was somewhere to start, and so you can get started with what you've got, no problem. You could probably even plug in a few apps in your phone and upload your content directly from your phone if you wanted, right? So don't delay. Like, you can start doing this today. It's coming up fast and there's no time. Clean Slate 2024 is coming up fast, February 16th in Victoria, BC. You don't want to miss out on this incredible live music and multimedia event with a dosage of inspiration to light you up creatively and to have an amazing 2024. Once again, that's Clean Slate. You don't want to miss out. Go to davidandrewweeb.com and you'll either have the option to get up win tickets or buy tickets as soon as they go on sale so once again i invite you to go to davidandrewweeb.com and get your tickets right away see you there